Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is Q&A number eight. Episode 80. Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I feel like part of the tradition of this is spending the first five minutes talking about how crazy it is that we got to that amount of episodes. Absolutely. I think we always just like insert blank number and then say like, can you believe blank number? Oh my God, that's so many episodes. Blank number? Wow. (laughs) And we'll do it again. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, 80 episodes. Crazy, right? 80 episodes. The thing is like, it keeps getting, I feel like it'll lose some of its craziness after a hundred yeah in a weird way a hundred's a lot even though it's getting more after a hundred like i feel like 120 is like eh, like you know but like getting up to a hundred like that i feel like is like the real milestone so it's funny because i talk to other friends that either have a podcast or like are people that listen to podcasts and when i'm talking about my podcast they're like oh like how long you been doing it how many episodes or whatever and I tell them how many they're like, that's a lot like, holy shit. Yeah. And I was looking at some like really famous people's podcasts. And with the exception of like, obviously, Joe Rogan and people that have been doing it forever. Like a lot of celebrities put out like one a month or one every like few weeks. So like, people that when we started, I was like looking to their podcast because i'd never listened to a fucking podcast before we've now surpassed them on numbers and they've been around a lot longer so that's pretty crazy yeah but i also feel like there's a lot of people that have literally nothing else to do i mean Mm. i mean yeah you know wait other way around (laughs) we have nothing to do we have nothing to do they have like actual like celebrity careers and stuff so they're Mm. like i guess i'll do a podcast as well and we're like gotta tune in because we have nowhere else to go nothing especially with fucking quarantine we're like (laughs) yeah once we got these mics like buckle up we're ready with episodes should we start doing a daily one do you think you want to up it probably should we just bang out the next 20 in in the next 20 days i think so give the people what they want an hourly we'll just get there tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) tomorrow we've released 12 new episodes (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay well before we get into it wherever you're listening make sure to follow or subscribe it actually does really help us out if you take those few seconds to do that um also share with your friends and family word of mouth is the best way for our podcast to grow and it really helps us out as lgbtq plus content creators spread the love uh you can also follow us on instagram at i can explain podcast and personally at brian williamson and at sean.lusk and every today, <laughs> the Q&A, it's the one thing I'm good at on this podcast, honestly. It's uh, signing us in and signing <laughs> us off. <laughs> uh, the Q&A today that we uh, do every 10th episode for those who are just tuning in for one of the first times. Um, first of all, I recommend going back and listening to all the episodes. You don't have to listen in any particular order, but it is kind of fun because we make jokes about previous episodes. So if you listen in order, I think... I think it adds a little bit of uh, pizzazz. Yeah, a little but, zest. <laughs> yeah, a little zestiness. But um, for those of you who don't know, we get all of these questions from our Instagram. So if you want to be involved in the tenth episode, the next tenth episode, um, Q and Gay 
90, which by the sounds of it's going to be coming up in just like a week. <laughs> we really... We're going to talk about how crazy it is. I can already win. <laughs> <laughs> then go um, follow us on Instagram at I can explain podcast and stay tuned for the next uh, question bubble on our stories. But we got a lot of questions. Good. And which is great because I remember the first Q and gay getting like five questions and being like, wow, no one cares. And it was like all of our friends being like, when are you going to stop? <laughs> <laughs> People being like, when are you going to start, ma- stop making my ears bleed with your terrible audio? Literally, nobody here wants to hear about your vagina anymore, Brie. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even questions, it's just statements. <laughs> when people on social media tell me that they're going to start listening for the first time, I'm obviously excited, but I'm also like, ooh, they really have to get through those first, like, 20 episodes to get to the good audio. Yeah, and now, uh, you know, we thought it would decline with um, uh, this whole Coco and us being in separate areas, yeah. but it honestly works better because we our trash podcast hosts and we just use one mic usually which is not yeah. like how mics are supposed to work <laughs> and now we have our own mics like we are professionals yes and that's just really slaying us <laughs> i think the audio on episode 79 the reality of being gay was supreme mm-hmm i enjoyed listening my ears were happy and i also obviously am just bias i love that episode because i love reality tv so i think this my audio, i think this audio might be a little bit worse because you're back into your like mm-hmm. open living area and my laptop yeah. is like just deciding to sound <laughs> like it's like taking off like you know when you play the sims <laughs> and your laptop's literally like <sighs> yeah that's mine and i'm like you're just on safari right now dude <laughs> just just relax yeah. just relax okay well uh now that we've you know talked about how this is crazy talked about how our audience has gotten a little bit better episodes though Oh, I can hardly believe. Honestly, I used to say that and be honest about it, but now I feel like, yeah, I I believe it's been 80 episodes, mostly because I feel like the last three months has felt like three years, and I feel like I've just aged a thousand years, and um, I feel like there's a lot of time for us to get to 80, even though we've only been recording for the last couple of weeks now. Well, it, the last three months felt like three years, but um, that was because March felt like uh, two years and yeah. 363 days. And then April <laughs> and May both just felt like a single day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. So let's get into these questions. <laughs> the first question <laughs> says it always scares me when you just start off laughing <laughs> <laughs> no i was just laughing about what you said the first question is why are so many gay people into zodiacs oh god that's a great question wow we really fucking are hey honestly it's actually like such a weird tie-in especially lesbians like lesbians go hard for astrology yeah, like I will say, like I think a lot of it genuinely just stems down to my Aries personality. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have no idea, and I do think like gays and lesbians go hard for the zodiac. Right. 
like both of them it's like the one thing like maybe that would be the way to bridge our communities would be to have like a zodiac themed like club night when we're allowed to go out again <laughs> you have to dress like your star sign yeah and then you could just talk to people about your star sign like we would bring the people together <laughs> oh i'd love that but speaking to the question i feel like we've kind of talked about before how LGBTQ plus people already kind of have to soul search to figure out that they're outside of the norm or what society considers the norm. So I feel like once you've already done that to a certain point, you are curious about finding other ways to kind of explain who you are. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Also, like, I feel like I came to terms with being gay and then I was Mm -hmm. like, now, why did the stars make me gay? <laughs> <laughs> We're all looking for an explanation, yeah. okay? I don't know. Is Sagittarius a, a gay star sign? Uh, I don't know. I think they're all gay star signs, aren't they? <laughs> no. I will say, somebody uh, wrote a review recently. Thank you to people for writing reviews. Five stars only. <laughs> oh, somebody yes. wrote a review and it was like, Sean's gay Aries energy makes me feel seen. <laughs> I I was like I love that because I honestly like as this is just fits into the question but like I feel like I'm an Aries to a T okay love that for you so I want to say something kind of embarrassing but speaking to reviews I am terrible with technology and anyone listening knows that at this point and I didn't know that there was one place for podcasters where you can read all your reviews. So I was looking at reviews from like a listener's point of view. And for those listening, basically you can only see the reviews of the country you're from if you're listening on iTunes. And then we also get reviews on like random listening sites as well. So I finally found a platform that combines all the reviews. And I was so excited when I found it and wanted to like read through them. And I actually had like a really emotional moment because there was like 300 and I was reading through them and I actually teared up. Oh my God. Like, I was actually, like, in tears reading them because it was just so cool to see it compiled in one place and all these people from, you know, different spots taking the time to say something nice about our podcast and give us five stars and five stars only. (laughs) I did not read any of the other reviews. Only five stars. All the reviews have five stars. (laughs) Yes. All the the ones that people actually explain themselves. Exposed their information. (laughs) (laughs) No, but for real, like it was actually so sweet. And I just want to thank anyone who's listening, who has taken the time to write a review. Um, We will, we've been reading them, but now we have a way that we can read all of them in one spot. And it's just really cool and actually made me emotional because it was just, everyone was just so kind. So thank you. I also feel like, like, you know, based on the uh, DMs that we get and the, um, or like tags that were posted in and the reviews, like we have like a genuinely like awesome community. Not yeah. saying that like there are like a ton of bad people in general, but I'm just saying like <laughs> the amount, like I'm like, wow, like all these people are so sweet. Like somehow, oh, yeah. somehow the people listening to us like are amazing. Maybe because we're oh. amazing. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, for real though. Like everyone is just like really cool and awesome. And like, yeah, we see all that stuff when you tag us on Instagram or like put us in your like top three podcast lists or anything like that. It like really makes our day. So thank you. Okay. Next question. I mean, um, we prefer a top one podcast, but we'll take top three. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like top 10. We're in 10th place. I'm like, deal. I would block, block, block. <laughs> report. <laughs> report (laughs) let's go to another question (laughs) this is kind of a sad question do you like to travel (laughs) um uh yes (laughs) well okay (laughs) here's the thing (laughs) me and my boyfriend talk about this all the time i am like um uh oh god how do i approach this i'm like I'm just like kind of like a bougie bitch sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm are. at the point in my life that like I don't want to travel if it involves like a hostel. And I know that <laughs> sounds really bad. <laughs> but I am also like the type of person like I am like such like a like a homebody that like I like love my apartment and stuff that I'm like if I travel like I want to like do it up, you know. <laughs> okay, Sean is the definition of stereotypical high maintenance gay for those of you that are tuning in for the first time. And I'm I the think, opposite. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Like, I don't think I'm high maintenance on a lot of things, but like travel, I'm like, if I do it, I want to do it. You know, <laughs> you are high maintenance. I'll, I'll, you're high maintenance. I, on the other hand, um, I would love to go to a hostel. Uh, although I think we're getting to the age where it might be kind of creepy to go to a hostel because I don't know if you remember or if you've ever been, but when I was backpacking Europe, um, most of the hostels had like age cutoffs. Like you could only stay if you were a certain age or younger. And I mean, some were kind of ridiculous. Like some were legit like 25 or younger um, because it was like a youth hostel. But then some are like, (laughs) (laughs) some are like 40. Right. And okay. That's like, that makes sense. You couldn't go, but but I could. But I do remember being younger and like seeing people like in their, you know, late 20s, 30s staying and being like, oh, that's kind of sad because I was so young. And so I felt like when people told me they were like 28, which is the age I am now, um, Sean would like to have you believe I'm in my 40s, but I am 28. (laughs) I'll produce a birth certificate somewhere on our social media. Um, (laughs) And I would like talk to people when I was 22 and traveling. I remember thinking like, oh, holy fuck, you're old. So it's weird to be that age now that I thought I was so like that those people were old back when I was 22. Oh, I saw something so funny on Twitter the other day. And it was like this girl had tweeted and she was like 14. And she was like, can you believe that this girl is 21 like she looks so young i cannot believe she's so old <laughs> oh, and it, was that like makes... this, it was like this tiktoker girl that she posted and to be fair the girl did look like really young like i would have guessed i don't know 17 or 18 but she was 21 and uh the all the comments and all the people retweeting it were like what she's 21 she's so old like that's crazy and i was like okay my time's over like i need to that- check that makes my heart hurt. Imagine the fucking people on TikTok when they found your age. 
<laughs> Honestly, Actually, that I'm would the grandma. That would imply though that you look young, so I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> They're like, oh, we can tell. Yeah. We can tell. Can you believe she's only 28? I assume <laughs> mid 40. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I guess your answer story about that to do you like to travel is now regarding ages on TikTok. <laughs> Wow, if you could if that if any question tracked the trajectory of how we handle things, that is that. <laughs> that was it. Um so Sean only would bougie. I love to travel anytime. Um, especially with my girlfriend. We just have so much fun, but we can't do it right now and it's making me sad. Okay, next question. Okay, this <laughs> would you rather have fingers as long as your arms or arms as long as your fingers? Arms as long as your fingers, so tiny little arms, tiny or arms, or okay, if you all have, your if fingers you, are an extra arm. Do you have arms still, though? Like, is it arm yeah. and then? Mm, yeah, like Slenderman, and then five, <laughs> and then five other arms. But then, when does it end? Because do those arms have fingers? <laughs> I don't. I think they're just they're just arm length fingers. <laughs> okay oh yeah that makes sense oh that's so fucking creepy they're like just really skinny and really long or yeah, in your I case would... really fat and really long <laughs> she's coming back swinging folks <laughs> um i think i would rather have um finger length arms <laughs> Because that's like I have really short arms already. Like I have I have like T Rex arms. People think because I'm like gigantically tall that I yeah. have really long arms, but I actually have very very short arms. Like when I hold my arms up to like a regular person, they're like the yeah. same, and they're like you're like you're like seven <laughs> inches taller than me. So like I feel like it wouldn't be that much of a change. Also, like if somebody tried to finger you with arm length fingers. <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> also, I just want to know who's fingering you. Like, why is that your concern? I was concerned for you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine hand jobs with <laughs> arm length fingers? <laughs> you need so much space. Like, yeah, like you'd be in the middle of like a field. Ready so to clear much out? extra fingers. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go with um, arms the length of fingers, too, simply because, like, I don't need that much, like, swinging around me. I'm clumsy enough as is. Yeah, and it'd be it'd be a lot easier to, like, get on planes and stuff if you had... I like how we're thinking about this, like, so seriously. I was just going to say something I love about us is it doesn't matter what question it is, we're going to give you the most detailed answer of all time. It could be asking us, like, what do you feel about people that, like, hate gays? And we'll give you the same amount of answer and same amount of energy as a question about arm length fingers <laughs> and that's this podcast folks welcome we're like yeah imagine getting through tsa like just like you know <laughs> oh my god okay uh <laughs> oh this is a like speaking of going to the other side um, of depth of question. This is um, a tough toughie, if you will. Mm -hmm. I'm a woman married to a man. I've always identified as bi, but I now know I'm gay. Advice? Hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, real 180 there. Did a full 180. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm so shocked that it's all I think about. Um, advice? I mean, I think that in asking that question, you kind of have your answer. I agree. Um, I think if you are at the place in your life that you are also... Um, this is I don't mean this in a, a rude way. Mm-hmm. If you are asking for advice on something like that, like I think yeah. you probably know where your heart lies in that. Totally. You know, because if you had the answer or like you had a way to deal with it, then I think you would just do that. Does that make sense? Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I agree. It's like the video I posted on YouTube about like how to know you're gay. And the first thing I say is if you're searching for a video like this you probably already kind of have your answer. Yeah. Because why are you searching for a how to know if you're gay video if you're not thinking you're probably gay? And I would add to that and just say live your life. Like you only have one life to live. If you feel a certain way, um, I know that when you're married, there's going to be a certain amount of shame that comes from it. So forgive yourself for that um, and just be you and live your life for you because – you're just going to end up in a terrible relationship anyways. Cause I would imagine you'd just end up feeling very bitter towards your partner. For, yeah. Even though it's not their fault for <clears> feeling <throat> stuck in something that you're not fully in and your heart's not in. So I, and I think also um, that's doing them and their life a disservice to not be in something that's like truly authentic and you're not giving them the opportunity to go find love somewhere else that could fulfill them in a different way. So that's my advice. Yeah. I also think that like if you um if you have a partner that you've been comfortable opening up with about uh same sex attraction, I would hope for you and assume that they are somebody that has some sort of respect for that already. And also like you you marry somebody that is hopefully like a great person and will support you no matter what. Obviously it's really tough, but mm-hmm that's that's the tea on that yeah um speaking of same-sex attraction (laughs) did you (laughs) on this podcast what (laughs) (laughs) since we brought it up for the first time let's talk about it did you ever watch that tlc special that was like i'm gonna send it to you if you haven't it's gold it's all these guys that are married to women that and all the women are okay with the fact that there's they say they struggle with same-sex attraction right aka they're gay and they're not even like claiming to like be bi they're they're like oh i feel like i they never say gay they say like same-sex attracted but i'm in like i'm in coaching for it and i like talk to my pastor about it and i work through it with my wife and it's like all these wives that are like this just literally sounds like it's like a special on me. <laughs> These are all the things I've been doing. <laughs> and it's literally just such a laugh because it's like these guys are so gay. And they're just it, it's it's a laugh because it's TLC, but it's also so sad that these people are like stuck in these marriages because their church or whatever thinks like has convinced them that it's just like something they can suppress and i know that's like absolutely horrible and sad but the show makes it funny <laughs> my god <laughs> it is it's, i will I, say well, also like, what am i not problematic on this podcast 
I think uh, a tie-in between that and the last question, obviously, is like something that I came to terms with when I, you know, was dating women, but also was struggling with same-sex attraction. <laughs> um, is that um, <laughs> is that you can have love for somebody and yeah. be in love with somebody, but not be attracted. To, to not like be into that sex like I yeah. loved the people that I was dating I loved their personalities I loved who they were yeah. I loved our time together I loved the things we were doing besides mm. we weren't having sex so <laughs> that was what I loved um, <laughs> but like you can love somebody for them and that that doesn't take away from the love that you've had with them if that makes any sense yeah <laughs> okay someone said you should explain why lesbians move so quickly in relationships. I would love for you to explain that, Brie. All ears. Honestly, I don't know why, but it is definitely one of those stereotypes that's, like, painfully true. There's one girl in particular right now who just started talking to someone for, like, like three days ago um, that I know is probably listening, and we were on a Zoom last night and we were all joking about whether or not that he had said I love you yet, but it was like a weird half joke. The other the girl other girl was like also on the Zoom. <laughs> and they were like texting each other while on the Zoom and like what? flirting heavily. It was like a whole thing. Oh my god. <laughs> and we were like asking questions like half seriously about whether the girl was willing to like move countries. <laughs> the other girl and they have never met and they started texting three days ago and like yes we were joking but also there was like weird truth to it and we had like a whole conversation and so like someone else in the zoom was like yeah someone has to be willing to move like that's the we thing gotta do it. <laughs> there's no point in starting this right now if one of you is not willing to move <laughs> and I the actually, fact that that was even discussed i actually do wonder like what what some of the reasoning is i i wonder too because i don't like i've always been someone who moves really quickly and i've talked about on this podcast before um about how like the first night i met julia i was like oh i love this girl like i'm like in love with this girl like love i would say basically love at first sight and i was ready to like move full throttle right away um she was actually the one who was like okay let's slow it down and put the brakes on i was like sorry too late already in love with you like this is sorry i don't now. have brakes <laughs> <laughs> the brakes are gone they do yeah. not exist someone cut them <laughs> um it was me so- i cut my own <laughs> I always just thought that I was a quick mover. And I remember when I dated guys feeling like, not that I was like trying to move quickly with them or anything like that, but I always remember feeling like I was more emotionally like ready to dive in quicker. And I didn't think that that was a gender thing. I just thought it was a me thing. And then as I've gotten more relationships in my life that are lesbians and like friendships that are lesbians and they talk about their scenario i'm like oh we're all a bunch of me's to a certain extent and i'm like is that like why is that i can't figure it out like why are let why i want to know the answer like there must be some psychological like reasoning that like lesbians in particular 
I do like I do think queer people move quickly in general and my case specific part of it is usually even though I don't think I move that quickly yeah but for mine and I'm not saying that every single a queer person has dated somebody of the opposite sex to begin with yeah but for me it's like I had relationships with women and then when I was having relationships with men for the first time it was like I almost felt like I was like I was like so overwhelmed with like that it felt right that I just like was kind of like let's follow this momentum and then I also think that like um you're almost like making up for like lost time like that's how I felt I'm not speaking for everybody (laughs) but for me I was like oh my god you know like there's all these like things and feelings that I didn't get to experience in high school I might as well fucking plow through them and yeah (laughs) plow through them I did (laughs) (laughs) but okay but here, here lies the difference okay all queer people might go a little quicker than straight people but the fact that you and your boyfriend still live apart from each other in lesbian terms is so strange (laughs) yeah shocking (laughs) like lesbians like meet each other and immediately start finding out how they can (laughs) cohabitate yeah they're like hi nice to meet you can you get out of your lease (laughs) (laughs) like actually though so yeah and like we've talked about this before the amount of engagements that get thrown around in the world of lesbians like i hear i hear about a new engagement every week and then i hear about new engagement breaking up every week so i'm not saying lesbians are successful in their speed and momentum all the time it just could you imagine how excited though you would be if you heard like one of your gay friends get get engaged Oh, I'd be, like, shocked. Yeah. Or, like, even when my, like, straight friends get engaged, I'm, like, shocked. When my gay friends get engaged, I'm, like, oh, did you hear so-and-so? It's, like, it's like telling someone what, what the weather's like. Like, it, it just passes so quickly. It's, like, oh, yeah, yeah another lesbian engagement. Wonder wonder how long that'll last. <laughs> like, this is our wedding, and you're, like, mm, I think I'm going to keep that weekend open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to book a hotel unless I get a full refund. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, next question. Um, oh, this is something that we've thought about, so let's answer it. Would you ever record a video of the podcast and post it on YouTube? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, we've definitely talked about it. We were kind of on an upswing of trying to like be more successful with this podcast, aka do things that people expect from podcasts like YouTube videos, and then the Coco hit. So the Corones really uh, fucked up our momentum there. But I think once we're back together, we will start recording it so people can also watch on YouTube. And then yeah. also we can um, put subtitles and stuff. So that would be cool. Okay. Um, oh, this is funny that this is asked because we were just kind of talking about it. Who would be the one to propose? This question specifically says between you and Julia, but let's both answer. Like, do you think you would be someone who would propose or would you wait for a proposal? <clears throat> I'm like, hi, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend listens. so <laughs> My girlfriend does not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Um... I don't know. I have two two schools of thought about it. Okay. But I also have something that kind of evens the playing field. I, okay. as a 
uh, gay person think that one of the fun things is that, like, I would like to do both anyways. <laughs> right, like, if do a double proposed, proposal. If, yeah, if I was proposed to, I would, like, plan something later. Because I, like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's, like, what sucks for straight men is that they just, like, really don't appreciate bling or, like, having rings. But, like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I would like to do both um, because I am, like, a huge planner. Like, I love planning things. Like, I okay. love planning people's birthdays and, like, you know, things that make yeah. people happy. So that's kind of, like, the the peak of that. So I could see myself proposing, but at the same time, like, I would also... Would you go first, though? I would prefer not to. Okay. Because here's the thing for people listening that don't know what the fuck we're talking about as usual. Um, it's kind of an inherently like LGBTQ plus thing or like specific to our community to do the double proposal, meaning one half of the partner proposes, the person says yes. And then it's so ridiculous, really, because you've both said yes, so you're going to get married. But then the other half of the couple, like three months later, proposes back. It's so, really just like, how can you hide a ring? That's like the second part. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's cute because it's romantic and I like it. Um, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. It's just, it's just funny how we kind of see that and we just assume it's normal we're like oh yeah like of course they proposed back to each other like i off the top of my head um friends of mine kate and sarah a lot of you listening might know them and they had quite elaborate proposals back to each other one was in front of the eiffel tower surprise proposal and then the other was on the fucking ellen show so casual um yeah so they were joking, like how with the first proposal, they're like, oh, how can I one up you? And then, and then they ended really up said, fuck your Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Legit. But I always forget that that's not really a thing in the straight world. Like the straighties take their one proposal, typically because it's the guy proposing. They say yes. And then like girls don't then go back and propose to their fiancés. <laughs> that I doesn't know, happen. Men just like don't have engagement rings. Yeah, yeah, I always forget about that too that they don't have an engagement ring. Yeah, like they, they literally get, just get like a wedding band and they're like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> or some of them don't even want to wear that because they're yeah. like, I don't wear rings. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that is something that is like, I think, unique to the LGBTQ plus community. But to answer your question, Julia, <laughs> this, <laughs> this goes back to what I said earlier about me being crazy and falling in love with her the second I saw her. I would have married her like three weeks later. I'm not joking. She actually asked me, she was going on a Vegas trip like a couple months after I met her. And we were like, just joking about that. She was going and she was like, Oh, I wish you were coming with me. And we had like a jokey conversation like, about she wants to get <laughs> shotgun married. <laughs> I'm like, wait, you wish I was coming to Vegas. So you want to marry me? Like that obviously is what you're trying to say. <laughs> So we jo have joked about like, and she's like, would you actually like if you if we went, would you marry me? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I still think she might have thought that I was kidding. I was not. I like how you like are the the peak of lesbians that move too quickly. Yeah, you are you are dragged back into reality by the more sane Julia. <laughs> Absolutely. Just constantly being dragged back into reality. Yeah. So yeah, so to answer your question, Julia forced me to promise that she would propose so that I had to wait for her to propose. 
Otherwise, we would have been married for about five years at this point. <laughs> so, yeah, that answers your question. Um, okay. What do you think about exclusionists in the community? I'll start with this one. Um, I think they fucking suck. <laughs> no, honestly, I think that uh, the honest answer is I think that gatekeeping has no place in the LGBTQ plus community. I don't think anyone owes anyone else an explanation of why they think they are who they are or a resume of proof. And unfortunately, I think that people in the LGBTQ plus community sometimes get protected, protective over their labels simply because genuinely they do have hard times because of these labels. So a lot of times they deal with bullying and all these other things. So when someone um, comes in, it's like, it's almost this thought process of, okay, if you're going to get all the benefits of being in the LGBTQ plus community. In other words, you get to like be part of something um, and feel included. Then you have to prove to me that you've also had it as tough as me in some ways. And I get where that thought process comes from because a lot of people have it harder than other people. And there are some times that even I am annoyed. This is going to be problematic to say, but when someone who is really privileged like like a celebrity or something kind of just like casually tosses out that they might be like open to like liking women um someone who comes to mind is Katy Perry so like she did that whole obviously I kissed a girl song and then a few years ago she did an interview where she said something along the lines of like oh I didn't just kiss her like wink wink like whatever and yet she never okay here's the thing I flip back and forth she doesn't owe anyone an explanation of her sexuality, but it also sometimes feels like queer baiting when someone just kind of casually tosses something like that out because they know the internet's going to like grab onto it and roll with it. So sometimes it feels like a PR stunt and that's, and that's when it can feel frustrating because as someone who is not like a billionaire and she's not a billionaire, but you know what I mean? And like a major celebrity that can just kind of like toss that out there and get like a bunch of like internet clout from it. Um, there's people in the LGBTQ plus community that really struggle because of their label. And um, that's when it can feel frustrating. So I see where that kind of thought process can come from, but I just always have to go back to Katy Perry owes me shit. She doesn't have to tell me what her label is. She doesn't have to explain to me that she's actually like valid in her queerness. So like, fuck me. I also, I also think like we've talked about queer baiting a lot and I think that it is like a big issue in like uh, film and TV. Mm-hmm. But I don't necessarily think that like the gains of somebody saying that they could be or that they have some interest in the same sex. Like I don't think they really gain <laughs> right. as much as people are making it seem like. Like I don't I don't really buy that it's a PR move most of the time. Right. Obviously, there could be special circumstances to that. Yeah. But anyways, but I think to answer this question, I think like it's just so fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that we we like face it in even little ways. Like I think our whole podcast is kind of born out of a little bit of that idea that mm-hmm. like our communities aren't friends as well. You know, like 
<laughs> there's so many exclusions, uh-huh. like stupid exclusions in a community that's supposed to be regardless, uh, like inclusive, regardless yeah. of everything else. We are supposed to be inclusive people. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how people can like experience like coming out a queer experience, all these things, and then be like, mm, fuck you. Like I have all these things you need. Like, eat my ass yeah. that's stupid like we all are like we're fighting the same fight we're all fucking soldiers in the same war like take your bullshit elsewhere i love that i think you said it beautifully <laughs> and i agree um okay i feel really bad right now because we ramble so fucking much i think we've only answered like four questions and yeah. we literally have like a hundred like usually we get you know maybe 30 questions and I feel like we do a better job of going through them but between my personal account and the I can explain account like there are so many good questions that I actually feel really bad we're not going to answer them um let's do like a fucking little rapid fire then they're like they're not rapid fireable okay I'll try I think they could be (laughs) okay we'll do okay okay um Have you ever felt like your sexuality has or is changing? Uh, yeah, I feel like um, my place on the spectrum, <laughs> I, my place is um, in the gay end, obviously. <laughs> Shocker to everybody listening. Yeah. Um, but I think that it does change and my like approach to it changes. And like, I am a firm believer that it is fluid, some days I feel some attraction to women, you know, I think it, 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 there's ebbs and flows and I think it'll right. always be like that. But for some people it isn't cause they are, I don't know. Isn't that for me, <laughs> for me, the way I would describe it is less like I changed. Like, I don't think my sexuality ever changed how I identify changed. I went from identifying as heterosexual to I spent like six months of my life identifying as bisexual, mostly because I felt like it was going to be less of a blow when I told people about that because I was riding the coattails of people assuming that if I said I was bisexual that I'd probably still be with a guy. So I thought, you know, that gives me an out in a way. Um, Not saying that's the case for people who are actually bisexual. I was just utilizing that stereotype to save myself. Um, and then I identified as lesbian and so yes, my labels changed, but I would never say I was never heterosexual and I was never bisexual. I was always a lesbian. I just took a couple, uh, couple turns before knowing that about myself and identifying that way. Yeah. See, so we're doing really good with the rapid fire. See, like, see, I know. I also had another point to that too. (laughs) I don't think. I think for the most part, my sexuality has stayed the same. But I think things that change is what that means for me and how I um, live that. If that makes sense. Okay, rapid. I absolutely fucking hate us. We are not doing any more rapids. I'm gonna. We're gonna answer two more. Um, (laughs) One is. A really loaded question honestly we could do a whole episode on it how have you guys not killed each other for 80 freaking episodes oh we can't even wrap it this one fuck no <laughs> um 
No, in all honesty, Sean's great and he's a great partner to have for the podcast. We joke around on here a lot, but you're actually a really hard worker and um, it's a lot of fun to do together. And I actually really look forward to recording. So yeah, we both have a similar personality in that we like like to <laughs> really stab each other in the gut with our with our humor and insults, but we just know it's in good fun. Yeah, we're also the type of people that like, like I think it's really funny when you insult me and i think you are the exact same way yeah, like i <laughs> so love like, it i don't think there's anything that we could say to each other that would be like too far like they're no. like like you know i don't so think so both of us are just excited to record and like at the end of the day like you are one of my best friends so it's yeah. like that's how we haven't killed each other like how often do you want to hang out with your best friend exactly now fucking record it <laughs> And a lot of people describe this podcast that way. Like I was, when I was reading the reviews, like a lot of people are like, this is so awesome because it feels like I'm just hanging out with like a couple of best friends and we're all talking about something. And, uh, I'm glad you like that because it works for our no planning strategy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. This is the question of all questions. Um, it's from Will okay. and it says, do you try to shove the whole tortilla chip in your mouth or do you bite off pieces? <laughs> I can't even rapid fire this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll I'll start by saying I have to relearn this with every bag of chips. So okay. I will open a bag of chips. I will try and shove them down my throat. I'll go, "Ow, that really fucking hurts." And then I will start taking smaller bites. Every time I never learn. Okay. So <laughs> Mine mine is a twofold answer. Rapid. Oh <laughs> um, if it doesn't have dip on it, I feel like I take pieces of it. But okay. if I have dip on it, I fear for the structural integrity of the chip moving forward after it has been inside said dip. <laughs> so I usually, if covered in dip, just take the whole thing down. <laughs> Should we do episode 81 on chips Towards and dip? <laughs> just all the different ways that we eat the sad thing is we should do a dare episode one time where we get people to vote on a really specific topic like that and see if we can record for an hour and we will be able to oh absolutely i'll be like i remember the first time that i ate a tortilla chip I was I'm, also getting bullied in the classroom at this time and I'll go on a tangent. I also like dead ass have stories about tortilla chips. Like this one time I ate a tortilla chip and I remember it so specifically. I remember what dip was on it too. It was the artichoke and asiago dip that you get from like a Western family. So good. I was at our friend's cabin in um what's that place? Uh on the island, Park Parksville. Okay. And I ate a piece of chip and it literally lodged into my throat like I could literally feel it like it just literally like punctured and was like I'm gonna sit here and then when I would drink water it would like land on it like I would be like anyway and it was so painful and I was literally crying for like two hours until it was like I guess I'll leave <laughs> oh my god the picture so. of water like pooling on the chip and the chip's like, hey! 
<laughs> oh my god, I'm crying. Okay, so, so yes, now- <laughs> we could record an hour about tortilla chips. <laughs> Stay tuned for episode 81. Tortilla, tortilla chips. Tortilla chips? Dot 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 gay? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> all right well on that note wherever you're listening please follow or subscribe um also make sure to leave us a review if you're listening on a platform where you can like at itunes or apple Podcasts or wherever android people listen we really appreciate it we read them all we cry about it we're big babies thank you we appreciate you all for being here for 80 episodes 80 episodes holy shit Thank you so much for listening and supporting us and sharing this with your family and friends. You can also follow us on social media at I Can Explain Podcast and personally at Brianne Williamson and at Sean.Lusk. And until Tortilla Chip Gate, <laughs> we will see you around, around the, the gay road. Were those lined up at all? This is no. so hard. It's <laughs> so hard to say our closing because of the different platforms. Anyways, okay, goodbye. See yeah, you around the gay road. Stay there with those fucking tortilla chips. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.